0: Good morning, Turtle Meth Nation. How are we doing today? Today's voice note, podcast, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to read a bit from The Obstacle is Away. It's the book we're currently doing on Book Club. We're nearly finished there. If you're going to join the Christmas Challenge at the 14th of November, please do buy Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. That's the book we're using on Book Club. So I'm going to read from this chapter, and I think it's relevant, because we're going into the weekend. Okay, so here's the chapter. First, there's there's a quote... Offer for a guarantee and disaster threatens, this is a quote from the ancient inscription at the Oracle of Delphi, I've actually been a <coughs> really cool place, um, we still do the same today, they went to the Oracle, Oracle tell me what I want to hear and walk away, and we still do it today, whether it's horoscopes or uh, astrology, whatever it is, or, you know, psychic readings, Anyway. A CEO calls her staff into the conference room on the eve of the launch of a major new initiative. They file in and they take their seats around the table. She calls the meeting to attention and begins. I have bad news. The project has failed spectacularly. I can't even say word. Tell me what went wrong. What? But we haven't even launched yet. But that's the point. The CEO is forcing an exercise in hindsight in advance. She is using a technique, technique designed by a psychologist, Gary Klein, known as a premortem. In a postmortem, doctors can convene to examine the causes of a patient's unexpected death so they can learn and improve for the next time a similar circumstance arises. Outside of the medical world, we call this a number of things. A debriefing, an exit interview, a wrap-up meeting, a review... But whatever it's called, the idea is the same. We're examining the project in hindsight after it's happened. A pre-mortem is different. In it, we look at envision what could go wrong, what will go wrong in advance before we start. Far too many ambitious undertakings fail for, for preventable reasons. Far too many people don't have a backup plan because they refuse to consider that something might not go exactly as they wish. Your plan and the way things turn out ve- rarely resemble each other. What you think you deserve is also rarely what you'll get. Yet yeah, we constantly deny this fact and are repeatedly shocked by the events of the world as they unfold. It's ridiculous. Stop setting yourself up for, f- for a fall. No one has ever said this better than Mike Tyson, who, reflecting on the collapse of his fortune and fame, told a reporter, if you're not humble, life will visit humbleness upon you. If only more people had been thinking worst-case scenario at critical points in our lifetimes, the tech bubble, Enron 9-11, the invasion of Iraq, and real estate bubble might have been avoidable. No one wanted to consider what could happen, and the result? Catastrophe. Today, the pre mortem is increasingly popular in business circles, from startups to Fortune 500 companies and the Harvard Business Review. But like all great ideas, it's actually nothing new. The credit goes to the Stoics. They even had a better name for it premeditato malorum, premeditation of evils. A writer like Seneca would begin by reviewing or rehearsing his plans, say to take a trip, and then he would go over in his head or in writing the things that could go wrong or prevent it from happening. A storm could arise. The captain could fall ill, and the ship could be attacked by pirates. Seneca, nothing happens to the wise man against his expectation, he wrote to a friend. Nor do all things turn out for him as he wished, but as he reckoned, and above all he reckoned, that something could block his plans. Always prepared for disruption, always working that disruption into our plans. Fitted, as they say, for defeat or victory. And let's be honest, a pleasant surprise is a lot better than an unpleasant one. What if then I will. What if? Instead I just? What if? No problem. We can always. And in the case where nothing could be done, the Stoics would use it as an important practice to do something the rest of us too often fail to do. Manage expectations. Because sometimes the only answer to what if is it will suck, but we'll be okay. Your world is ruled by external factors. Promises aren't kept. You don't always get what is rightfully yours, even if you earned it. Not everything is as clean and straightforward as the games they play in business school. Be prepared for this. You have to make concessions for the world around you. We are dependent on other people. Not everyone can be counted on like you can. Though, let's be honest, we're all our own worst enemy sometimes. And that means people are going to make mistakes and screw up your plans. Not always, but a lot of the time. If this comes as a constant surprise each and every time it occurs, you're not only going to be miserable... You're going to have much harder time accepting it and moving on to attempts number two, three, and four. The only guarantee ever is that things will go wrong. The only thing we can use to mitigate this is anticipation because the only variable we control completely is ourselves. Common wisdom provides us with the maxims. Beware the calm before the storm. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. The worst is yet to come. It gets worse before it gets better. Right? And people say, and I'll read that's what I said from the book for now and I want to bring that up because when it comes to weekends we often think ah oh, I'm not gonna drink I'm gonna be good well la. Blah, blah, blah. the chances are you get an unexpected phone call from a mate someone's gonna ask you do you to go for drinks or even if you're going for a drink you think I'll have a few but it always ends up being a night out or whatever and that's why in the the, the masterclass of it's like right on a Friday and Saturday stock your fridge up with lots of fruit with lots of liquids with low-cal ice cream, whatever you like, with food ready for the next day and the Sunday hangover. If you are preparing yourself for going into a drinking session, which happens a lot, and waking up on a Sunday, and you go, well, at least Sunday's not going to be a day. I just have a delivery spend another 30, 40 quid on just laziness. At least I've actually prepared myself for this. And where else in your life can you do this, you know? Um... When it comes to macros, of course, you are free. You could start your day with 1,000 calories you didn't want to eat and you could go, oh, I feel terrible. Why did I have that Greg's pasty and the donut and that and it's only 12 o'clock, I've got nothing left. When you go, well, if that does happen, I can still hit my macros. It's going to be even harder today. I could write it off and go, I'm not going to hit my macros today. I'll still track, though, and whatever it lands, it lands. Or you can go, bugger it all. The day's gone, I'm going to just go eat whatever, not track, and go off completely off course, you know, so we need to prepare for the days we do go over, because when we are ready, mindset-wise, it doesn't take us like a storm does, you know, where, like, this happens, shit happens, I've, it's done, you know, there's nothing else to do, there's nothing, you have to accept it, and we speak in a book club about the, to, the story of Thomas Edison, where he had his lab, and he had all his inventions in there, all his work, all the money, huge million pound factory and someone knocks on the does quick run and you know there's a fire there's a massive fire and his kid comes up to him and he says to his kid go and get your mother and the kids like well, well you're not angry he's like no no you know go and get your mother you'll never see a fire like this again you know and he had to immediately accept that his lab was gone because he was it was all in flames there's no wishing it didn't happen there's no this and that Maybe it wouldn't have happened if he did do the, right, what can go wrong? How can this, all of this catch fire? There must be something. We need to think now. Let's think of all the ways this can go wrong and have a plan. And maybe it would have not happened. But at the same time, if shit does happen and you've even tried your best for it not to go to shit, right, what do you do then? What is the answer? Is the answer to sulk and why me be a victim to it? Or is it to say, that's happened, now what, he said that's happened, might as well enjoy the fire, you know, and you think there's no way I can have that mindset, there is, you can get to this stage where there's things that really don't matter in life, That go like, he knew that, that whilst that was his work, he could redo it, right, he could replace it, you know, if it was a family member that died, it's going to be a different story, it's a completely different thing, but for the stuff that is kind of like material and trivial in the end of your life, like when you think of the end of your life, all the people that are on their deathbeds always say, I wish I spent more time with my family, not that I had three more inventions, it always comes down to that. So when we have material stuff that tends to go, like I got my suitcase stolen in France, in Paris, my last leg of my trip, and yeah, five, ten minutes, you know, you're like, how can this happen, why did the driver not protect it, blah, la blah, blah, but in the end, it's gone. There's no more wishing and sulking is gonna bring it back. You get back on, what's the next step? Okay. Get on the phone to insurance, get a claim in, make sure we can get that done fast, right? Report it to the police, get a crime reference number, you have to get it. So you just gotta go and get that done so you can claim back, right? That's the next step. And there's no you can't. There's no point going through it complaining. There's no point going through it sulking Cause now you're double hurting yourself. You are hurting, you're hurting yourself with sulking and actually, you know, they're spending the time to go and get that reference number just wasting your time in a sense so you can get to that stage for material stuff and most of the problems we have most of the things we worry about tend to become they are quite trivial material stuff I'm not saying you can have this type of -of matter-of-fact mindset when someone dies and stuff like that so let's be clear now someone dies and you go well everyone dies so died." you know that's not really how most people are going to react, right? You might have some real Stoics who are like, I expected the death, I'm going to celebrate their life, I'm not going to cry that they've died, they, I'm not going to cry, make it about me and cry that they've died and I've lost someone, they lived a good life, I'm going to celebrate their life. Like, they were, you know, there are some people go down that route. Um, but I do think it's important that we do bulletproof the, the mind for the moderately day-to-day stuff. Because you will have a bad day one day, and it's going to be a real bad day the you know premedit premeditorium was it premedit I can I've got in front of me hold on premeditato malor- malorum premeditato malorum thing you will get a bad day one day most of the days are not that bad you make them bad in your own brain simple as oh you ate you had a you had a chocolate bar did you though you didn't really want to add to your macros well, are you gonna cry about it for three hours and say why have I done this? Why am I such a loser? Or are you gonna say I have consumed a chocolate bar that is 250 calories. Full stop. That's all it is, guys. You, we can do this. I know. I know. And it's like, but it's the thoughts, the intrusive. I've, I've always thought this way. The diet culture, this and that. Be aware of diet culture. Be aware of those thoughts arising. They arise from memory, which is the past. So can we get rid of the past? No. But when you do have these thoughts from diet culture that's like, oh, you're a loser, you're going to gain fat by eating that, if you actually take them seriously, they become a real, tangible thing, an impact. But if you just see the falseness of them and you can just look at them and be aware of them and observe them, you can see how they've arisen and how they die off. It's It's just a very fleeting thing, right? You do have the decision and capacity to take steps forward without letting those thoughts turn into a mountain of course it's possible for the human mind to do this people do it all the time you may think well I don't I haven't done it maybe some people can but it's not me of course we can Jim Rohn would say you can change you're not a tree you know you're not a stuck in one place you're a human being with you know we say free will so I want you to go into the weekend like a pre meditato what is gonna happen this weekend? What's the reality? Stock the fridge, get meal prep ready for this Saturday, Sunday. If you're gonna go out drinking, who are you drinking with? Are they people that drink a lot? Are they people that have a quiet one? If they're people that drink a lot, expect to drink a lot, most likely, okay? You can say no, whatever's up to you, but if you, if you are gonna drink a drink, try and stick to one drink choice, it's easier to kind of know. You know, I'll have five drinks, six drinks. Overestimate your food intake. If you're going to go out and you don't want on a track, you can just kind of put in, well, I'm going to have one meal, main meal, dessert and drinks and put it in before you go. You know, you can do all you can before that. Then the next day, on the Sunday, you can wake up, have the food in the fridge, drink the water, don't overdo it, don't waste more money. And then when you go to Monday, you would be like, do you know what? It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I overindulged. But put a line in there. Done. Full stop. I overindulged. Full stop. I ate 400 calories over my targets. Full stop right and that's how we crack on so have this mindset going into the weekend but first of all we've got today to deal with so today one day at a time the philosophy of turtle what are you gonna do today what's your one big thing today that's an important thing get your one big thing done and the day will fall into place right so focus one task one main thing don't try and do ten things at once you'll end up doing nothing and working at it like Ryan Holiday says working at it works we want to procrastinate by the board meeting and what going and doing this and that but actually sometimes take a few deep breaths maybe go for a short walk if needed go back and do the work you need to do that's the only thing that's gonna get you through and then you know going to a weekend and you're going to Monday I'm not doing the tasks you're gonna do on Friday you're gonna build up more pressure so make sure you do what you got to do today right you got a weekend coming up some of you work some of you don't on the weekends. depends on the jobs but don't let that Friday feeling drag you from doing away from doing what you need to do. Because Monday will come and it'll make it worse. So, premeditato, enjoy your days, and I'll speak to you soon.